Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. If this is your first time watching me on a live stream, my name is Latasha Martin and Monday through Friday, I come on live on Facebook and a couple of other places to talk to you about the word of God and how you can apply practical principles to your life when you learn. So today's message is goals for what? Mm -mm -mm. To submit. Learning how to submit. So hang tight. I'm going to go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Good morning, Janine. And if you want to tag and like and share, that would be awesome. But this is a teaching. It's Think About It Thursday. It is a teaching lesson today. So grab your notepads, grab your pencils, because it's a lot. A lot. Dear God, we thank you again for providing an opportunity for us to come together to learn to learn through the word of God on all the things that you're telling us that we need to be focusing on right now at this moment. Dear God, you are a good God who is worthy to be praised. Lord, I pray that today as I go through this teaching, my opinion does not come in. It is so much about the word of God and the truth. Dear Lord, I pray that even though it's a difficult topic to to surrender to, I pray that as we go through this, that the teaching from the Holy Spirit and the gospel remind us the importance of your agenda first, God, your agenda first. And so I submit today and I pray that the Holy Spirit comes in and does what only it can do. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, let me tell you. Okay. So it's this funny thing because normally when I wake up to prepare, I do my time with God. I do my quiet time. And because I'm in the midst of uh, a few things that have me online, even more than I'm normally online, my mind is racing in the morning. So this morning when I was doing my quiet time with God, I'm journaling, writing, journaling, writing, journaling, writing. And then I was reminded of the importance of just slowing down, be still and know, right? And focusing on like, what do I have to accomplish when I come into this space? Because I think sometimes we can't give ourselves the gift of the presence. And so when I was studying this, I want to tell you I was resistant to it because have you ever, you know, the word of God talks about it's a double edged sword. It cuts going in and it cuts coming out. And so I was like, Lord, you cut in this morning, like you got the razors out, like Edward Scissorhand, just cutting me all up. Because especially when I'm in, uh, get her done mode, I'm laser focused and it's not much that can take me off track of what I'm doing. So today's topic is called goals for what? And today's topic goals for what says to submit. And the scripture reference that we're going to come out of today is first Peter, the second chapter, the 13th through the 21st verse in the NIV translation. So if I really had to be honest, good morning, Stephanie, on how God spoke to my heart this morning. If I didn't say good morning, Shannon, I apologize. The the first two statements that he gave me were some things that you can give me a number one if you've heard these before. Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Like if you're working on a project, right? People say there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Well, maybe right now being, you know, culturally sensitive, maybe they don't say that. But that's something that I heard growing up. The other thing that says there's too many cooks in the kitchen, like it only could be one cook in the kitchen because if you got too many hands, like stuff just doesn't get done. Those are some things that God will remind me of often when I think about ideas and projects that I'm either a part of or I'm leading because there should be a leader because if not, there's confusion. So the big idea, if you don't stay with me today is 
you better check yourself before you wreck yourself when it comes to submitting yourselves in a place where you are submitting yourselves to the place where you are. So you better check yourself before you wreck yourself if you're not applying what we're going to learn today when it comes to the importance of submission. I'm going to lose some people today, and I'm okay with that because I got to still be obedient to what God said. If y'all saw all these highlights and circles. So the thing that I'm going to do a little bit different today is I'm going to read the text, and then I'm going to go back and talk about the two types of submission that the text actually references. So 1 Peter, the second chapter, the 13th through the 21st verse in the NIV translation says this, submit yourselves to the Lord's sake to every human authority, human authority, circle that, whether to the emperor as to the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect, circle proper respect, to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. That's one area. Now let's go into the 18th verse. Good morning, Sherry. Good to see you. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. Circle your masters. Not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up upon the pain of the unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it. But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God, circle commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Now we could take all kinds of depth and stay in these two passages for like a month probably. But I do want to ask you a question that I do not want you to respond to as I go into the two types of submission, names, situations, and scenarios that pop into your head. Because today is a teaching day, saints. <laughs> and understand that I'm coming to you from the perspective of love and not Latasha's opinion, but what does the gospel, what does the word of God say? So when we look at this text, there's two different types of submission. And I think it's important that we break those down. There's the human authority, which examples could be a police officer, an elected official, such as a judge, our president, our governors, a teacher, a principal. These are examples of human authorities, meaning that when we look at governancing bodies, which is organizations or groups of people, these people have human authority, right? That's a general statement, meaning that we don't have immediate connection, but it's a human authority. So even if I don't like the person, the word of God says, we're to respect the human authority, that title. So what does that look like? If you get pulled over by the police and the police say, pull over, no matter how you might feel, you need to pull over because that's a human authority. 
Now let's go to the second type. It says your masters. And what God was showing me this morning, your master is your direct authority. A direct authority could be someone like your manager, a team leader, a parent. And then what God wanted me to say, because there's a lot of believers here that are connected to churches and leaders in their churches, he was saying to me, let's put it in the context of if we're saying our faith authorities, a human authority would say that there is a pastor who comes into the space and that's a human authority. They have a designation connected to their faith, no matter what their type of denomination it is. It is a human authority. So we should respect that title. Your master would be a direct authority, meaning your pastor for the congregation that you're in or that you're affiliated with, that you have membership with. Let me say that differently. Not affiliation, because affiliation would be a human authority. But if you have a membership or you say that's your pastor, that's a direct authority. Now, why do we have such a hard time with these concepts in America, you might be asking yourself. And maybe even as I'm dabbling and moving in the direction, you're already getting your spiritual spanking because God is saying, uh-oh, if I think about my words publicly and privately, am I doing things that line up with what the word of God says here in First Peter? Meaning that human authority. Are we respecting the human authority? Does it matter how you feel about a person? personally, doesn't matter how they show up in their role. The reality is, if that is your president and you live in the United States of America, that is a human authority that the word of God says we need to respect. We need to respect. And what is respect? Respect is when he says here, it says whether they're right or wrong, we're we're to respect that. So the reason we have such struggles and problems with this, if I had to go into teaching mode, is we have cultural norms. And when we think about America as a country, part of the problems that we have is we struggle with our cultural norms here, our individualistic versus collective. Now, what's the difference? What are the attributes of an individualistic society versus a collective society? Well, we can even look at our current pandemic. In an individualistic society, we say, you can't tell me what to do. I'm in the land of the free. And if this person that's making this statement has not conceded or accepted Jesus Christ into their life as the governing authority that they should be a slave to, the direct authority, their master, then what they'll say is, you can't tell me what to do. And I don't care who you are because I live in the United States, which is the land of the free, which has a connection to the places which had an individualistic culture versus collectivism, which means I look at the greater for the body, meaning that there's no way in the world I would do something if the governing authority said, wear a mask, I wouldn't even question it because I wouldn't be thinking about my rights. I would be thinking of the rights of the collective. 
So why does it get confusing in today's age? Because right now there is a time that there are people navigating through the U.S. who are not believers. And you cannot, you can't get frustrated with it. But the reality is for us as believers, we can't do like the world. We just talked about that yesterday, right? We're peculiar. We should be different. We should be showing up in a different way. And it plays out in so many ways because I was actually doing a research project for one of my clients about a year ago. And some trends are changing because the world is getting smaller. It used to be really clear to see places that were more individualistic versus collective when you do the research in corporate world, meaning that if it was a a global organization, people would kind of like press into wherever they were. And times were just different. If you're of a certain age, you can even remember, and I don't know, give me a number one if you can remember these days, there used to be a time that whether people believed in God or they didn't believe in God, there was ways you showed up when you interacted with people, no matter how you felt about them. If you're in the South, you still may say, yes, ma'am, no, sir. If there was an older person that came in the room, ain't no way in the world you would just talk to them any kind of way. If you were in the presence of someone that you believe was a believer, you'd watch your mouth. You wouldn't be cursing and acting all kinds of crazy, whether you were in the world or in the body of Christ. There was a level of reverence, but we're not there anymore. We're in an age where everyone feels like they have a right to what they feel is right for them. And what's happening is it's now having a bigger impact because this mindset of lack of submission is connected to a pandemic. And so when you look at countries that are able to do things differently, it's because they have a collective mentality. I can remember reading a case study where there was a man who was a manufacturer in an Asian country where there was a quality issue that had an impact and he committed suicide because in his mind, collectively, I'm not saying that that's the right way because none of us should commit suicide, but in his mind, his life was not more important than the collective that he was to lead. I couldn't even imagine that in America. And so while we are blessed to live in the land of the free, we have to understand that as believers, we need to show up differently. We need to do the things that the gospel says that we're to do. So what is my challenge for you today as you're listening to this unpopular message in a frustrating time? If you're listening to this message and it's making you feel some kind of way, it's conjuring up some kind of emotions, it might be because you have a hard time submitting to authorities, whether they are entitled or if they are a direct authority. You might be saying, nah, that's not me. Well, let me let you ask yourself a couple of questions because we wanna evaluate ourselves through the lens of the Holy Spirit, a question I have for you is, well, how do you feel each time? And I'm talking right now specifically to people in Western New York. How do you feel each time when you're watching your favorite daytime show and it's interrupted and there's a message from the governor issuing a mandate? Do you say to yourself, oh, here he goes again? Or do you say to yourself, I may not like it, but I need to submit to the authority? Because that's what the word of God says. That's what the word of God says. 
And this is what I know for sure. Even if you're a believer, the word of God, because it says this, that we are to love and we're to submit, it doesn't mean that we follow blind sides of, of, of things that are not proper because the highest command of all is to love. And so if what the governing authority is telling us to do is contradicting love, then the Holy Spirit will guide us in the ways of how do you navigate through those experiences where I respect that authority and I still demonstrate love so that then the Holy Spirit can do and God's sovereignty can do and God's ability to say that he is the person that serves out judge, judgment can do what he does. These are some hard concepts that as type A control freak, I got to do it this way, may sometimes have a hard time doing. And then what will happen is we get paralyzed. I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was talking about, well, what does it look like when people take the lead and they're submitting to the authority of the leadership and the heart of the leadership that they're under? Because we sometimes can say, well, we think that submission means to sit still. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Because every piece of the body has value. And the only way it can work is if it's doing something. Imagine if your lungs were like, well, the brain didn't tell me to pump yet. So I'm just going to sit here to the brain, which is the governing thing of the body, tells me to move in and move out. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? What if your blood cell says, I'm not going to move because I'm waiting for a different directive for the heart to like pump a different way for it to do what it does. And then I'll do something. No. But what it does mean is, is that we need to take some time to make sure we understand what are we required to do as believers when we're being again, um, proper, properly respecting our human authorities, as well as what does it mean to make sure that we are in falling into our role as we submit to the direct authorities in our lives. I'm going to shift a little bit over from the church into corporate. A lot of times when I'm coaching people and I'm doing career coaching, it's really interesting when we talk about their goals and how I tell them they need to present those goals to their boss or their manager. Generally, people will say, this is what I want for my career. And I don't understand why I can't get an opportunity. And what I will say is, well, the question you need to ask yourself is, if your company, your boss, your manager was going to invest in you for that, how is it going to serve them? And they're like, what do you mean? I mean what I said. If you're going to say to them, you want them to invest in you, you need to be saying, how is it if I get this skill, this promotion, this opportunity, is it going to help the organization that I'm to submit to? I don't understand what you mean, Latasha. Well, if you're saying that you want to be a leader, leadership can't be defined by what you say a leader is. What does that organization say or reward as good leadership? Same thing in ministry. If you're not getting the opportunities in ministry, maybe it's because you want your mini ministry instead of submitting to the ministry that you're in. I'm going to be more specific. Do you know why I love Pastor Jeff Carter? Let me tell you why I love him. You know why I love him? 
I love him because he is a servant leader on steroids. He's a servant leader on steroids that provides opportunity for all. But he's just like, and he will probably be mad if I said this, but he's just like God. He's a gentleman, meaning that he can see stuff, but sometimes he may go to you. Sometimes he might be waiting for you to come to him to ask for the opportunity. And then with his wisdom and his knowledge, he has enough knowledge and wisdom to say, I might want to do a baby step, but I need you to do the work if this is what you're saying you want to do. And I love leaders like him because I appreciate that. Through this pandemic, he has given me a remarkable opportunity and a privilege to support their ministry doing production behind the scenes. And I love his grace because even when I mess it up, he's like, I appreciate what you tried to do. Even if it doesn't work out. Because he focuses on the major thing, which is people hearing the gospel. But then he doesn't beat you up for the minor things when you have a misstep. When you come to him and say, can I try this? He's open. You can have a conversation with him. And I think that's just how God is. But if Latasha went in and said, I think I want to do this blank, blank, blank. And this is what I'm going to make y'all do. And I don't submit to the authority of the heart of a pastor who says, I just want the gospel to be heard for people to be drawn to Christ. And Latasha was insistent on what her agenda was. That's not submitting to the human authority of him as a pastor. And it's definitely, even though I'm not his employee, I'm still serving his ministry. Is anybody picking up what I'm putting down right now? Or are you struggling with these concepts? Because in my mind, I don't, even though I live in the land of the free, as a person who's a believer, I just can't say I do what I want to do. I'll say what I want to say. And people need to fall into what I'm saying. But I'm saying that I'm connected to this. That's not what God says. You need to have the mindset of Christ, which says it is a privilege to serve. It is a privilege to surrender and to submit to human authority. Because even if you don't like the title or the person is connected to the title. You better go from the lens to say that God allowed that to happen. Yes, he did. For whatever the reason God had. And for our direct authorities, God allowed that to happen for whatever the reason he has it. Uh-oh, Shannon wrote a long comment. Let me put it up here so I can read it up here. It says, no longer struggling, but still growing in this area. Yes, amen. That's great to acknowledge that. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but that is why we need people around us. We can't just go off and do life by ourselves because if there's no accountability, there's nobody that can say to you, you say this is what you want and this is where you're connected. But when I see this behavior, it, it just don't line up to what the word of God says. You're not submitting to that authority. People used to get mad at me all the time when I worked at the large company I did before because my motto was my job is to make my, my boss's job easy. My job is to make this company better. My job is 
Yes, I can say, how do I want to grow and what are my strengths? And if they invest in my talent, this is how my abilities could be amplified, but not to move Latasha's agenda, to move the agenda of the organization that I'm connected to. So if you are not living in a space right now in your job, in your church, in your marriage, in a relationship, in a friendship, in an organization, in a community where you don't have the influence or the opportunities that you desire, go back to the big idea for today, which is check yourself before you wreck yourself because you might not be checking yourself to say, how am I showing up? Am I showing up? in a place of servitude where I'm submitting to the human authorities as well as my direct authorities, my masters, as he calls it. Because if I'm not getting it, one of the main reasons why is because even when people can't articulate it, people know when you have a self-serving agenda. It's just something that shows up. They can detect it. They can get it. And even if they can't get it, this is what I'm saying. They can Google you and they can see what do you say on Sunday versus what do you say on Monday? If on Sunday you're saying I submit to the authority of God and on Monday you're talking about it's all about me. I'm living my best life the way I want to do it. That's a contradiction. Don't you see? (laughs) Don't you know? (laughs) And if you're living a contradicted life, Can't nobody follow that and opportunities don't happen for that. They just don't. And so that's my challenge for you today. It is the key takeaway is I need you to think and think about how you respond to authorities in your life. Whether it's your parents, whether it's your pastor, whether it's your boss, whether it's your mayor, whether it's your supervisor, whether it's your governor, whether it's your president. Whatever authorities, if it's hard for you to submit here on earth, then how well are you doing when it's submitting to God? Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. Today is an ouchie, teachy word. Coming to you from the gospel of 1 Peter, the second chapter, starting at the 18th verse. Go back and read that. Go back and read that and let the Holy Spirit beat you up like it beat me up this morning. I I was thankful to God and mad at the same time because he was showing me something about my ways. So you can't keep doing that, Tasha. You cannot. Not if you're trying to say that you're a disciple of me. You better check yourself, check your mouth, check your thoughts, check your actions. You need to be submitting to some authorities, even when they treat you bad. Jesus was the ultimate. How about that? They loved him one week and they said, crucify him the next. (laughs) He still went to the cross. Jesus is the example. Dear Lord, we thank you today for reminding us the importance of submission to human authorities as well as the direct authorities in our lives. Dear God, I pray that as people were listening to this message, Janae, if names, if thoughts, if perspectives have popped into their minds, I pray that the Holy Spirit does what it does with the gospel of Jesus Christ and not people who are of like minds co-signing on each other's crazy to believe that their poor behavior is justified because they manipulated a scripture to make it so. Mm. Thank you for that word, God. Lord, I thank you so much for anybody that's transformed by this gospel today, by these examples that you gave me, Lord. Dear God, I pray that you help me to remind myself 
to submit to the authorities in an authentic, genuine way, not in a way that's a surface level thing. Dear God, I thank you for all of the ruling bodies over my life. I pray today for our leaders. I pray, God, that you give them the wisdom and the knowledge to line their ways up to the word of God. I pray for those leaders who do not know you that that some kind of interaction happens where they are guided by people who understand the truth as you say it is in the word of God. Lord Jesus, I pray today that anyone that's hearing this, that they are not feeling so convicted that there's condemnation, that they think, well, I've done too much. I hope that they're reminded that the grace and the blood of Jesus, it covers a multitude of sins. And so today, God, is not too late for them to repent. And whatever things we need to put in place to constantly remind us of the importance of submitting to the authority, to break the break those, those, those curses of not being obedient, of disobedience today, because it's easier that way to do it our way, to justify it in our mind, dear God. I make, I hope that we're uncomfortable with those thoughts, but we're uncomfortable that we go to the gospel and not to the gossip. And I thank you, God, for all that you're doing through these words and this practical application each morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless. For those who are in the Get Naked with God, I will be there shortly. I need to drink some water. I think I need to start drinking lemon. I got like 20 something days still of live streaming and my voice is leaving me. So uh, I will see you. Oh, what's the scripture? The scripture, um, Yakita, is First Peter. I should have wrote it somewhere. The second chapter, the 13th through the 21st verse in the NIV translation. That's the scripture. Actually, I'm going to do it now in this thing before I sign off because um, what happens is, is it doesn't go everywhere when I'm, I'm not here. All right, read that word. Get that truth. God bless you. See you on the other side for those and get naked with God. I'm not tagging today. Please just go there. Just go to the group and just keep pushing it down um, so that it'll take you into, into the group when I go live. I'll be there in about a minute. Thank you. Bye-bye.